Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to another episode of Geekly Revealed, a show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly, and wubba-lubba-ding-dong, it's Morty's and Multiverses, and there's a, a thing in Pittsburgh. It's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet, and once again, I am joined by my, I don't know, my interdimensional co-host, which I'd like to tell people who it is that you are, because Multiverses are the hotness in fiction right now. Hey, it's me, it's Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on the Twitter universe, uh, Hello Steph on the Instagram universe, and the Snowpear on Tumblr universe. And, you know, I am. I've got whiplash, both from the fact that all of the things we talked about last week changed before the episode was able to uh. even get out, and whiplash for real because I went to Coney Island the other day. <laughs> And those roller coasters don't fuck around. Who else we got? What's up? It's me, your boy. It's him. It's me, Eric. You're it's, not Con Ming. It's great to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, in all multiverses, I am known as Tindy Losi, which is T-I-N-D-I-L-O-S-I. Which is uh, a hard thing to spell. I'm thinking about a rebrand. <laughs> but <gasps> Oh my gosh. I don't know. I've already rebranded too many times. It's a it's a fine name. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's We're not unique. having an identity crisis. It's right unique here. enough that it's never taken on any service that I need to use it on, unless I've already made an account there and forgotten, which <laughs> has definitely <laughs> happened. <laughs> which absolutely happens to the best of us. Yeah. Have you ever like you know you go and you make an account somewhere, like say some food delivery service or something, and then you go Perhaps. and it's like. I gotta order this food through this app that I don't and use, but once in every two years, and it's like, oh, you gotta make an account. I'm like, okay, I'll make an account. And it's like that account already exists. I'm like, well, I guess I did this once before. Because I've done this before. Like the thing that makes me the craziest is not uh is is when like the first two like usual passwords don't work, yeah. and I'm like, does this site have some sort of weird fucking rules for passwords? And I wish they would just tell you what the rules were. <laughs> right when you're like for going that to type site, it when in. you're trying to figure it out, because like I tend to use a semi or like a like weird punctuation, like a semicolon or something in my passwords to like for a special character, but some places won't let you use that, yeah. so I have to work in something else, like a, a capital letter or something elsewhere. Yeah, my place of work anyway. is uh, it's about to change the password requirements to be 14 characters long. So can't wait to have to write a sentence every time I need to log into one of our systems. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing for a while, because I just heard there was security in having uh, not dictionary words. Mm-hmm. So well, I never used dictionary having cat, words. Well, I mean, yeah, instead of just having cat, you could have cool cat. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to like write a phrase that is it sticks in your memory but would make no sense to anybody else. I'm like, that's such a weird... What a big, weird ask. Are yeah. you listening to yourself, TSA, government, <laughs> NSA, whatever the fuck? Like, we've got a... things to do. You just need something easy to remember, like, Sonic was always good. That's a phrase that no one else is going to think of. Yeah, because everyone else would disagree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Sonic 06 yeah. deserved game of the year. <laughs> then the computer's like, no, you can't use that the password. computer won't let you use it. <laughs> Sorry. But it wouldn't ask if you were a robot, because AI would never come to that <laughs> conclusion. How have, you, how have you all been this uh, this last week or so? Oh, I've 
been all right. It's been a busy one. It's been. But, you know, it's been one week since we looked at each other. It's true. Yeah, that is, that is accurate. And you're still not doing it. No, I'm looking down at my... <laughs> Called out, called out in a way screen. that will make no sense to the people who can't see the video. <laughs> oh, it'll no, make sense. Okay. They'll figure it out. They just wouldn't otherwise know. It's, yeah. it's they wouldn't otherwise math. know that I was playing Merge Dragons on my phone and also Breath of the Wild on my Switch in my lap. You've got the true like multi-screen experience going on. Yeah. Enhance. Uh, <laughs> Enhance, truly. That's cool. I've had a, had a pretty good week. I, uh... Get out there, did some food crimes, did some game playing, both video and physical. So nice, yeah, nice. Life, life's pretty kind of good. physical games y'all been playing? Uh, like board games and stuff. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, Dom yeah, really got into the Magic TT the RPGs. Yeah, these ones, I, 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 it's weird when you play games that aren't tabletop RPGs, but they're still tabletop games, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to say TTRPGs, like, mm, not really, but I guess you, they could fall into At least the TT part of the TTRPG. Yeah, I've been playing some board games with my partner, and it's been pretty pretty dope. Uh, so that's fun. Nice. Uh, we are currently one in one of the new games we've played. Uh, she won the first. Uh, yeah, she won the first one, and I won this one of two different games. So we have to play one more new game to see who the champion is. Champion of games you've not played before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing of games we've never played before. Yeah. <laughs> well, so keep... you're in equal terms. You don't. You're. you're... As both only had as as long as the other person did to strategize. Yeah, yeah. If you start keeping track of the score of games you are actually keeping, then it just starts to get hairy, and that's how you um cause conflict and strife. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you should probably forget both those numbers, both of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 whatever. Purge yeah, those numbers um, from your mind. We uh we got we got some new games. We have one called Super Fantasy Brawl. It's like a like a board game where you uh, have a couple little little characters and you shuffle the deck, uh, small decks, and you just move around, try to complete objectives, and knock the other guys out. And if you knock them out, you get a point. I don't so, like games with big decks. Well, like lots of things might, with big decks. You might like Redlands. Then <laughs> it's uh it's themed around like a post-apocalyptic thing. You have to destroy your opponents like three camps, um, and those camps could be like they use the word camp very loosely. Because the camp could be like a garage or a nuclear silo or a rail gun. So it's more like <laughs> a structure, really, <laughs> less than a camp. Um, but you can kind of block stuff with characters. And the rules were really complicated to read, but the gameplay is actually simple. Um, so when we played Super Fantasy Brawl, that was nice. Like it felt overwhelming, but they talk about a lot of the edge cases. And it's like, oh man, what do I do in this case? Oh, it's written right there. Cool. Uh, which is oh, nice because nice. not every game does that, and you're like you have to come up with house rules because the game doesn't explain it. Ra- rather than with Uno, people come up with house rules because they feel like it, but it is clearly defined with how you're supposed to play the game. But mm-hmm. who cares what they say? Yeah, that's that's more of a like the death of the author of the Uno card game. Yes. <laughs> Do either of you have like a favorite like board game experience? It doesn't have to be your favorite board game, but maybe a time where you've played a game and it's been like the. You're you're like constantly chasing that high of when you played that game that one time. Not yet. Yeah. 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 Mine was uh, like it's and it's it, it's an extremely embarrassing look into my psyche that this is <laughs> uh, that this is my answer. But uh, when we were on spring break in college, my senior year, I was we were playing Catan, 
uh, with the Knights and Barbarians expansion and uh, the, like, ocean expansion. There were, like, ships mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And I was on the brink of getting the longest... I was drunk, and I was on the brink of getting the longest road. And I ended my turn without doing it by accident. And it, like, completely ruined my chances of getting it. And I was so mad that I started to cry. Oh, no. And I just feel like... But I, I don't feel like I've felt that level of passion playing a game yeah. <laughs> since that time. That's fair. Um, mine is something somewhat similar. It was a game called Diplomacy, which takes place... Like, there, there's a bunch of different ad- adaptations of it, but the traditional version of it takes place during, like, World War One Europe... And it's each player represents a nation, and then each round you can like produce a troop or move a troop to like a different territory, and there's like dice rolls involved on if two people move into the same territory as to, you know, who gets who destroys who, like if there's, you know, this kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. so it was eight players, we played for 11 hours, (laughs) um, with 30 minutes Mm. in between each turn. Because during those 30 minutes, you were encouraged to go and talk to the other players to form alliances and to try to deceive each Uh... other into, like, being like, oh, no, no, I totally won't move. Like, you you can take that territory. It's okay. I won't move there. Um, And basically, like, whoever is left at the end with all the land wins. (laughs) And uh, That's absurd. I love it. It's absurd. And it was... So basically... We kept. I kept asking. I was like, "So, what if you just team up with someone the entire time? Like, what if you get to the end and it's you two, and like you just decide that that's it?" And he's like, "Well, generally that doesn't happen." I'm like, "Okay." And I looked at the player who was. I was. You're like that. I was Britain, and I looked at the player who was playing France, and I was like, "Hey, what if we just 100% strong true alliance?" And she was like, "Yeah, okay." And we never <laughs> broke that alliance the entire 11-hour game. <laughs> Jesus. And it, it was just, like, the greatest feeling of camaraderie and also, like, just absolutely breaking the people who had played this game so many times and had never had to deal with that. Because <laughs> they get... What? Hu- human trust? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's... in that episode of Dragon Ball Super, so that's their power. The power of trust. They kept on, they kept on like, <laughs> trying to break it. Like, they'd, they'd come to approach one of us, and, like, we would, they, you know, they'd be like, if you do this, like, you know, I'm going to do this thing that's going to, you know, target France or whatever, like, so I need you to not do this. And I... I would just say, okay, you know, okay. like, like just kind of like, and then I'd go tell France what was going to happen. And then we would both just move troops there and be like, oh, look at that. We won. Like, <laughs> This man snitching to his allies. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like that. It's like that Wojak that just says, yes, like yeah. <laughs> I'm doing what I told everyone I was going yeah. to do. I don't know why you're upset. That was exactly yep. it. And th- it was, the funnier thing was, is it was the first time I had met that person who was playing France. We had never met before. <laughs> it was our first experience interacting with each other was even 11 hours of agreeing to not backstab each other. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. uh, if you want to piss off a group of play people who are very into the diplomacy game i suggest just doing exactly what i described (laughs) amazing yeah one time we also were playing uno in the car on the way to otakon which is a five-hour drive and by the time we got to baltimore the same game had been going on for like two hours 
And, like, we ended up carrying it down to the lobby and continuing to play. It took us, like, four hours to beat one round of Fitters, one round of Uno, because we play with four decks, because there are a lot of us. That that makes sense. Also, the thing to know about Diplomacy is you have to play it in a very large house or, like, building, because it is mm-hmm. it is way more fun when you can go and hide in separate rooms to discuss strategy oh, yeah. with people. And, like, you can also just wander around if you're not in a discussion and co- go try to catch people discussing their strategy. <laughs> Be an actual spy. <laughs> yeah. Absurd. I love it. Uh, so, uh, I have a food crime. Uh, I tried the oh, new, that other, that other Diet Coke flavor. Like, you know how the space one? Yeah, my they roommate. Have one that's a, yeah, yeah, got some of it. They have one that's supposed to taste like uh, dreams. It's not as good. Oh. <laughs> he said it tastes Space like tastes cotton. better than dreams. He said it tastes like cotton candy. Yeah, I could maybe they were going for yep. that, but it also uses like the fake sugar because it's a Coke Zero. Yeah, it's you can also get a full calorie one. Coke as well. I didn't see that one. Oh. I'd rather try that one. Yeah, um, but yeah, wasn't as good. But I'm not gonna sit there and say it was bad. You know, it's like I- I've had worse tastes before. Yeah. Um, I yeah, have. So there's that. I have, like, it's not a crime. I mean, it's a crime that more people aren't doing it. Um, <laughs> but I just want to, like, reintroduce the concept of banana splits to the world. With the animatronics or the, or <laughs> no, the food? The food. Just, you know, okay. taking a whole banana, putting some ice cream on it, putting some chocolate sauce on that ice cream, and then eating it all. Uh, that is good stuff. It's good stuff, and it's one of those things that you just kind of don't think about its existence uh, until... Suddenly, you it, like have a... so many things are banana flavor, and that's gross. Yeah, oh, and I love banana flavor. It's I, just I do as well. Bananas. It's like just laffy taffy is awesome. The uh, you know, it was just yesterday. I was sitting, well, not sitting around, just staring at the bananas I had. But I just I realized that <laughs> yo, this man staring at bananas all day. <laughs> He's trying to put cream on his bananas. <laughs> I did realize that I had like you know, eighty percent of a bunch of bananas I had bought that were quickly going past the point of good ripe. And uh, uh-huh. I needed to get rid of them, so did endeavor to have my uh, housemate bring me back some just cheap strawberry ice cream and chocolate sauce and just combine all of that. Nice. And I have eaten three banana splits in the past two days. <laughs> I, <laughs> so... I think that says a lot about you, actually, Eric, that you said, oh, man, my bananas are going bad. Better hurry up and eat them rather than, hmm. I'll make banana bread when they get a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah, it says that I, I hate baking, is what it says. Hey, you know, we all learn things about each other. I am, I am absolutely abysmal at baking. I, I think I'm a pretty good cook. I think you guys can attest to that. I've cooked for you multiple times. Yeah, and I, haven't, I haven't died once. Yeah. Nope. And it's generally tasted pretty good, Quite I think. Quite tasty. I yeah, just, you, you, you cook well. But if you assigned me to go to the kitchen and said, Eric, you gotta make a loaf of bread, I'd be like, oh, well, I guess we're not eating. <laughs> that is I... one way to solve that problem, <laughs> to be sure. I'm like, a, I can bake, but like in a chaotic way. Like, it's very strange that my, like, the things I bake turn out right, because like, ba- cooking is magic, but baking is chemistry. Right. And like, you shouldn't be able to fuck around with the recipes the, as much as I do. Which is exactly why I cannot bake, is because it requires exact measurement in... You don't need... It's it's just... It's more than just vibes. Yeah, because so, I, I, I cook by, like... I don't know. 
like a sixth sense for like looking at something and being like, I think that's going to taste good. And then, <laughs> and then it does. Mm. If I've learned anything from watching tons of cooking and baking shows is that you can fuck around with baking when it comes to flavor. Right. That's not the chem- The chemistry is just making it actually create correctly. But ooh, the flavor, you can do some wacky stuff as long as you match the chemistry for it. And like, oh wow, this bread looks like bread. And you taste it like, mmm, caviar and matcha didn't go together. <laughs> Don't know how you made this bread. <laughs> also, you can't like, you can't fuck around and like mess up the yeast or things like that. Like, that's what I mean, yeah, yeah. Like the physical components of it, which coming from somebody who doesn't cook or bake, I'm just guessing. Um, So... I guess we can act like a newspaper and do some retractions. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> we got a few of those. Uh, so and it's not uh, really retractions. It's more that when we the reported... The story continued to develop. When we yeah. reported the news, it was accurate at the time. Yes, for the most part. Yeah, I, I got a couple of things wrong about that AI rapper, but they were purposely shady about it, so one could be forgiven. But uh, let's start with Shiver uh, from uh, Deep Cut from Splatoon. Nintendo- Which they really just didn't need to they could have just kept their mouth shut i i'm hoping that they were reached for comment and they didn't just bring this up but they were like no shiver's not a non-binary person they go by feminine pronouns they're I'm like that doesn't necessarily uh that means nothing the previous thing <laughs> so also <laughs> if anybody thought that when approached for comment on this nintendo would say anything but anything but that, that this yeah. like they were like you were delusional like i'm sorry yeah nintendo would never was, rock that boat no i think it was more of to get them to say something about it yeah um not necessarily to get that affirmed i think it would have been a good idea just thematically oh you have three people or three characters um they're three different underwater species you, know, you get your inkling your octoling and then another thing it would have made sense to have three like genders represented um and i still think that's a good idea whether or not they did it so uh you know if people want that rep they could probably take it because i don't know nintendo aesthetically made a non-binary character whether they want to admit it or not and we've all seen this character. <laughs> i was gonna say like uh, headcanon is a thing for a reason like i'm sure that there won't be some major plot point in the game it's not like the, the sorry it's not like the get, gender i'm of gonna the get real blue is... for, here for a second it's not like these like these inklings are gonna fuck or something so it really doesn't matter <laughs> hey probably <laughs> yeah uh, uh so yeah, they probably aren't going to uh, participate in um I, cu- I was trying to think of, like, a squid pun for fornication, but I couldn't, so uh, just pretend I succeeded. It, it's it's one of those things where they're, you know, they're not going to suddenly jump into this being, like, an absolutely explicit porn game or something, so it's not going to come up in any, like, meaningful... Like, so genitals are not important. Yeah. So you could, as a player, you could easily still look at that character and be like, no, they're, they, to there's me, they no- are non-binary. Yeah, and there's also no romance options. So yeah. Not that, like, gender is inherently something that is tied to romance and sex but like well i think it's uh (laughs) they've kind of written themselves into this weird thing with the way nintendo's doing games where you can't be a boy or girl anymore you can be like model a and model b like they call it style Mm -hmm. so they're like well uh like hey what what gender is this person uh their style b (laughs) well their style b um (laughs) we abolished gender in splatoon land so i guess (laughs) yeah uh, what you know. style is Big Man? What style do I have to choose to be Big Man? <laughs> you gotta style act C. the game, dog. You can't be Big Man. There's only one. He's not Big Men. There's only You're one. Right. It's just one Big Man. <laughs> um, There's only one anyway. that we know of. 
Only one that we know of, yes. I've never seen another Manta Ray in that franchise, though, so I'm, I'm willing to bet he's the only big man. Uh, what else we got? For oh, now. Uh, yeah, for now. Um, New faction. Also, the uh, we'll get into Splatoon a little bit uh, coming up. But also that AI rapper, FN Mecha. He's not really uh-huh. an AI rapper. I think that's his character that he's AI. And maybe some of his lyrics were AI generated, but it was it was a human voicing them. And, it, you know, it's none of this was like AI produced, right? Um, but almost as soon as this character was made uh, or found out and picked up, they uh, all the backlash came. It's like, yo, this is like a non-black person who made this character saying the n-word a lot and i think at one point the voice was black so it wasn't as bad but that person kind of got screwed over uh jarvis johnson did some deep dives into it uh the needle drop did some stuff and if you want to look into it um but also it just wasn't great either so like the conversation <laughs> would be different and be like oh this is really good but it's offensive like nah it's just offensive and not good um it is neither offensive or it's neither good nor inoffensive yeah so um, anyway, they, uh, have been dropped from their label. Some video got shown of them being, like, suffering from police brutality in jail. Again, odd that you made your robot fictional character go through that before they were even famous. Like, it's not even a publicity stunt if you have no publicity gained. But it's a bad look. Um, so they were dropped. Uh, so that story is already kind of kaputskis. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's our news recovery. Um... And I guess you want to talk about do you want we want to talk about Gamescom? Now let's talk about the non-game stuff first cuz there's less of it, right? Hokey dokey. Uh so Clip Studio Paint CSP, is that what it's called? Yep, Clip Studio. Uh it's going to be a subscription model now and people were pretty pissed off because that was the one thing that people chose it over Adobe for. Yeah. Am I getting that correct? Yeah, and so I had to dig into this a little bit because as far as I knew, it already was a subscription model because uh-huh. it has been. Um, yeah. If you use it on like a uh, iPad or an Android tablet, it was already basically a subscription fee that you were probably paying. Like you could buy it out of pocket, I think, but you didn't get continuous updates. Uh, you just bought whatever version was the current version. Got it. Cool, um, cool, cool. And so they're just bringing over that uh, payment model structure to desktop now, which people are mad about because, like, as it was, you just bought into it and they gave you all the updates for free as it was ongoing. Now Mm -hmm. you still have the option to buy it, but again, it'll just be whatever version it was at the time. Um, And you won't. Yeah, it's like a static thing. Um, I don't use it enough to have a huge opinion as to whether or not this is terrible or something i do agree with most of the artists saying like oh you know we were using it because it was the alternative to photoshop that wasn't as predatory in its pricing scheme and this Mm -hmm. does lean it into that like you know you own nothing you you still continue to rent all of your tools like all that kind of stuff but i don't know like (laughs) It makes sense to a degree because there isn't a huge market. Like, the the market cap for people who are going to buy a um, digital art uh, application mm-hmm. is definitely limited. Uh, so, at a certain point, if you want continued development of it, you have to come up with a way 
to get those people to make it sustainable to make it sustainable to get those people who have already bought it to perhaps I don't want to say buy it again, but like a subscription model makes sense. And it's like the way that an MMO works. You know, if you uh-huh. if you buy Final Fantasy fourteen, you know, yes, you have bought the game, but you've technically bought that game in its current state to be like buying, you know, Breath of the Wild or any other video game. The fact that it is receiving continued development and updates on a regular basis is what you're paying the subscription for. Which, you know, people argue against that. Uh, pricing structure as well, and I, I get it. No, like I'm not, I'm not excited every month when I get an email being like, "Hey, you're gonna have to pay your Final Fantasy 14 subscription." I'm like, "Cool, like I wish I didn't," but <laughs> I yeah, I think it's one of those things of when it's a program that you either use for work or for something like that. I think people want to be able to buy the product and just have the product. Yes, and um, I, I maybe not get, get all it. the updates, but just be able to use it. And that might be the case. Like, you just don't get the updates, and I think that's less egregious. Yeah. Um, but it is rough when you're like, I just want to be able to do art, and I got to keep paying some guy so I can keep doing art. Yeah. And I just want to draw my tablet. I mean, um, like, as that far... might not be different. I'd have to look more into it. As far as I remember, like, as I, I have not looked at what I'm paying on my tablet. Like, if you have, like, a Samsung tablet, I know that they, um, like, Samsung has an agreement where it's, like, discounted. I think I pay, like, $5 a month for, like, the pro version of Clip Studio Paint, which, like, you know, this is, I mean, it sounds privileged to me to say, but, like, I... That's not... I haven't really noticed that I'm still paying it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That's the hard part. That's, like, $60 a year. That's not, like, a ton of... Yeah. ...money. Yeah. Especially when, if that's what you're doing for business, one could hope that you're actively making money off of it. Right. Uh... Which I'm not saying that's what's happening for everybody. That's no. just my hope, and I know it is very, uh, very difficult. Yeah, so. and you, you know, like for the if if we have any listeners or if anybody comes back and listens to this, like I'm gonna say, you know, that there are other options that are free, like that do exist yeah. out there. Um, yeah, you know, it's it they might not be as robust or as like uh, user friendly. Like Paint Tool Sci. Yeah, Paint Tool Sci, uh, Krita. Like there's a there's a bunch of different ones that exist out there. It's just, uh, um, you know this is the one that a lot of artists have been using. So it's what a lot of like brush, ex- brush extensions, like texture extensions, like all these different, like, you know, customizable mods. files and mods and stuff have been made for. And it has like a long storied history of that. So like to then be like, well, I have to give up using this and go use Krita instead. And it's like, well, <laughs> it doesn't have as much of a fan base uh, or support. So mm-hmm. I get it. I get not wanting to do that. <laughs> Get being frustrated. Yeah. Capitalism is bad, actually. Turns out. I would agree, yeah. Turns out um, it's uh, not the best. Yeah. Better um, ways of doing things. Um, But sometimes capitalism can do some funky stuff. So something happened with a church. Say more. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a fun thing that happened recently. Well, not too recently anymore, but uh, like in terms of the reaction to it coming out a little bit more recently. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, a church in uh, Texas performed an unlicensed performance of Hamilton where they changed a bunch of the uh, lyrics to be about Jesus. Um, which is, that's illegal, that's trademark. <laughs> infringement it turns out um and so 
it was, but it was like a, a TikTok sensation for a moment because, like, the video of this guy, like, saying, like, like, what is a legacy? It's Jesus Christ who died on the cross for me, like, <laughs> kind of stuff. Uh, was pretty wild. Um, but uh, so what the outcome of it was. So nothing in the show was explicitly homophobic, apparently, but the church itself is, and that like the speech after this performance was like fairly homophobic. So uh, the the legal representatives of the Hamilton like estate or like whatever, like Lin Manuel and his people and all of that, like obviously it would have been an extremely like bad and, like, right-wing takeable look if he just, like, sued them outright. Right. It's like, oh, the liberal elite wants to make even more money off of by suing, like, a humble church. And it's like, no, no, you did... You're the one who's, like, don't break the law if you don't want to get in trouble with the cops. Like, come yeah. on, guys. But, uh, so what they ended up doing was all of the money that they were owed under, like, the trademark infringement, uh, like, statutes. They're donating to an LGBT, um, charity in a Texas border town. Cool. Like, specifically. So it's, like, decent outcome out of this, like, absolutely Weird. stupid <laughs> situation. So, I... Personally, just for, like, accessibility reasons, and just because I'm uncultured, never liked that you had to buy the rights to do a show, like, but mm -hmm. I, I get, I get it, I don't like it, but how come this isn't covered under parody law if they're, like, changing the lyrics and stuff? Um, so, they were performing, they were billing it as just Hamilton, from what I understand, oh, okay. um, and... The way that, like, like, and for something as big as Hamilton, like it wouldn't, like, be, like, it's not being licensed for shows outside, like, while it's on Broadway, um, it can be, like, basically, like, it has restricted rights to be, like, on Broadway and on tour, but, like, the licensing for, like, community theaters and smaller theaters like that doesn't exist yeah. yet, um, so, like, there and like um like come from away like is just closing on Broadway now and like oh, wow. it's kind of a bummer because I I thought it was weird because it's like a one act thing that's like about September 11th so like very like not it's also a really good musical but like the the tourist value of like coming to New York and seeing a musical about 9/11 and it's only 90 minutes so you don't have to like spend your whole day like I was surprised by but like it does have like a lot of potential to do well in the theater at, like in the community and like high school theater space of course but like with Hamilton like it that those rights haven't been released yet it's basically it's uh, in terms of crime it's like the same level of crime as like downloading pirating. a manga <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like pirating a Game of Thrones episode. Downloading a like, manga and then reading it aloud to a group. <laughs> yeah. So it's like but but like part of the the advertising it of being like actually Hamilton. That's a, yeah, that's a little different. We were like, hey, this is an audiobook of of One Piece. 
It's like, is it or is it just some guy reading it? It's like, okay, that's a little different. Yeah, it's always one of those things that it seems rough that, oh, you can't do like a high school production of Hamilton until like the rights get released and people are able to do it. I'm like, if you go see a high school production of Hamilton instead of going to see it on Broadway, you're like, yes, this is the same thing. The same well, caliber. I'm sorry for you. I feel like maybe you got ripped off. I get that people have to hold, you know, because if you don't do that, then some other theater company is going to get some really good actors and give you something that's just as good. But, like, I don't know. Capitalism is bad, actually. Turns out, well, capitalism's bad, actually. That is, uh, uh, that was fascinating. <laughs> is Beetle the uh, salesperson in Breath of the Wild flirting with me? Uh, he just asked me if we were married in a past life. I mean, I think he's just a little happy guy, right? And his, his appearances in the other games are kind of weird, too. In, like, uh, Skyward Sword, he's, like, a shirtless man in a floating storehouse that he has to bike. Like, he has to, like, you know, do, like, a recumbent bike in order to keep afloat. <laughs> uh, and he gets real mad at you if you go into his shop and don't buy anything, because he says that you're really heavy, and it, he has to pedal harder when you're there. Oh. <laughs> that makes sense. Link has a lot of equipment. Yeah, right? <laughs> Link's got, like, intense hammer space shit going on. It's, it's like, when, like... It's like like uh, Rock Lee's like ankle white. Yep. So it's like you're moving really fast, but oh man, you're carrying a lot. What the hell? Yeah, like just like Goku and Piccolo with their weighted clothing. Exactly. God, just, just like, like Goku. Goku. Just like Goku. Just like Goku. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of Breath of the Wild, then we got some gamer news. Gamer news. We always have some gamer news. Yeah, when don't we? Always have some gamer news. Um. Uh. Brace Yourself Games showed a trailer for Rift of the Necrodancer. Uh, their follow-up to Crypt of the Necrodancer. It's like set in the same universe, but it's sort of a different world. Looks like Cadence is in modern times now. And people are like, yo, dog, is this Rhythm Heaven? Because that'd be really cool if y'all just released Rhythm Heaven again. Like, <laughs> with the serial numbers filed off and yeah. Cadence is there. <laughs> um, and also Cadence is there. Yeah, she's a, she's a likable protagonist. Uh, so that looks really cool. I can't wait for that because I love the franchise and I like rhythm games that are fun. Didn't didn't the creator post something a little horny? No, they just posted the models of some characters and people were horny underneath it. Okay, About I was feet, like, right? yeah, because yeah. like her, she was we she wasn't wearing shoes and they were like, don't don't think yeah. about it or something. And it's like to me, it read as like like. Like, do not look at the man behind the curtain, kind of, like... <laughs> do not perceive yeah, the naked feet. Yeah, I think they kind of know that they make... They have characters that are pretty cute and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Because um, there's, like, the picture of Cadence with her guitar is doing, like, that, like, my knees are together and I'm rocking, and people are like, this is the Lin-Manuel Miranda pose that also Saul Goodman did, apparently. <laughs> and it's just like, everyone needs to stop. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so... Did Scott Pilgrim do that pose on, like, the front of the DVD cover of Scott Pilgrim vs. Yeah. the World? <laughs> Kinda. Yeah, okay, so they showed the models of uh, Cadence and Dove, and Dove is this, a different character you can play as who kind of, like, her whole thing is being a pacifist. Or and something. a soap. She has to protect her sheep, I think. Um, so, in her current form here, she looks like she's just, like, at yoga. I think that was what she was used for. Like, So she's just not wearing feet because she's doing yoga. Like She's not wearing even, feet. <laughs> I often don't wear shoes. feet. <laughs> 
she's, she's not wearing feet. She just has feet, you guys. Um, but she's not wearing shoes, and it, it doesn't look like they did anything horny with it. It's just that her feet are there, and someone's like, hey, where are her shoes? And Negrana's like, listen, like, stop. Like, I, I, I don't want you guys to start doing this. I just um, saw the, like, listen, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Are you say? are you admitting? But it was like, listen, sometimes we need to have pictures of... of- video game characters feet and that's okay it was how yeah. i read it but yeah I, I i think they were just saying bonk um <laughs> i i don't know it's uh I, I mean i know there's feet lovers out there it's just uh it, it's got to be weird for somebody who has a fetish that is just something that's very regular it's like oh yeah you could just see feet walking down the street like oh man maybe you're into like i don't know tentacles or like it's much butts. harder to see tentacles out on the street it yeah. turns out and you normally don't like see like butt cheeks or something like even if you like butts you're not going to see cheeks on the daily you know like just walking down the street but a foot you could just see a foot people and... who wear flip-flops man yeah people always wear always wear flip-flops um but yeah so any at any rate i'm looking forward to rift of the necro dancer because it's a very stylish looking game uh, there's news about the Harry Potter game coming out. Um, don't buy it. Yeah, that's the news. Friendly reminder: don't buy it. Don't buy it. Hey, here's a fun fact about it. it looks bad, anyways. So like, you're not going to be missing much. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I um, looks I keep bad getting is bad. emails for it, and I think just because I signed up for like to try to get beta access for multiverses. So like, so you want stuff from all of for, our WB, yeah, WB games. stuff, yeah. And I'm like. No, and they're like, actually, we're just only like this. I don't get actually, stuff about so Batman many games. Har- it's literally, yeah, it's literally just Harry Potter. And I'm like, dog, that's the one franchise I super don't care about. Like, I probably won't play the Gotham Knights game or whatever, but I might. But I, at least you could advertise it to you. Yeah. The only but. circumstance I see myself eventually, like, actually playing the Harry Potter game is if it goes to, like, a Game Pass subscription service where. It would be there's no money to yeah well it would be available and the money would have already gone to them so that there there is literally no loss in me playing it just to see how it is I think the only loss would be like game pass would be to report hey we got value out of this sure. so it's a valuable thing which sucks because I don't know I would be very interested to go to example Harry Potter world not because I have any affinity towards Harry Potter like I mean I quote-unquote Slytherin or whatever, and I think the Quidditch uniforms are pretty dope, like, with the little, like, armor or whatever, but mm-hmm. I just want to see the idea of, like, making an immersive world, like, the same reason I want to go to Star Wars land. Yeah. I don't give two shits about Harry Potter, honestly, like, I didn't grow up reading, I don't have an affinity towards it, but it'd be an interesting experience to see what that whole concept is. So it's how I, I feel like, about wanting to go to, like, the, the Super Mario, like, well, I theme like park. Super Mario, though. So do I, but I also don't like <laughs> the, theme parks. So uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the nice thing about the Harry Potter theme park is that if you have a universal like multi park pass, you can it, it covers um, Islands of Adventure and Universal. But because Harry Potter Land is um, in both of them. But, like, you, they don't scan you between... They don't... It's just an open... Like, you just have to walk through a doorway to get into the Harry Potter land. They don't scan your ticket or anything as you're, like, changing over. Gotcha. So, so like, you can just kind of, like... As long peek. as you don't spend money in the stores, nothing... 
changes. There's no yeah. way to, yeah. So yeah, because I, I have like that voyeuristic kind of like researchy aspect of it, but yeah, I don't want to mm. spend any money there. So people are like, oh, I got to try butterbeer. I'm like, yeah, dog, you I make can that go buy. Yeah, I can go. <laughs> also, I can just go buy a beer somewhere for less than however much they charge, most likely. Yeah, just um, buy a beer. And I'm put sure some that there is it. a like, there's like a a dupe recipe for it by now online. Yeah. Like, yeah. Have so you seen that. some yeah, of don't, the? Don't, don't, have don't you seen some Potter of the game. cocktails and stuff that they offer at the Star Wars land? The like, one that's five thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like it's absolutely ridiculous. That shit stuff, man. Isn't like what is a Kyber cocktail or something that yeah. like, doesn't make any sense? Yeah. Like, <laughs> which like, there's, like there's this spelled on- wrong and like Kyber crystals don't exist in the current. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like Star Wars universe. It was like in one specific book, and then like they they actually weren't like the end all be all of lightsabers, which is like what they're set up for. I remember now. when I remember reading the book that like Luke had to like go like get like a kyber crystal off a planet or something yeah. to or someone maybe it wasn't Luke maybe it was some other new jedi but i don't know the uh, uh, kind of a nerdy conversation you're having <laughs> all i can say is that the <laughs> if you want to hear the end all be all discussion about that is you can go listen to um a podcast that Austin Walker does calls a uh, a more civilized age which is about the oh, clone yeah, yeah, wars yeah. and they have one of his friends also notable Star Wars historian Keith J. Carberry on there to discuss mm. the gen- or the progenesis of kyber crystals and why they're bullshit. So <laughs> don't go buy the $5,000 cocktail. Like, it's just ridiculous. Please. Yeah. Just buy a mocktail version of it. The cyber, the cyber if, cocktail. If you have $5,000 to spend on that cocktail, though, I guess you probably, like, at that point in your life, you're not really considering that it's $5,000. Like, you, I hope so. I hope so, because, like, there the are thing some is, really like, the big rooms fans. there are, like, $5,000 a night. So it's like, can I stay here an extra night and not get this cocktail? Hey, maybe you get food poisoning, you're like, I gotta go, and I already budgeted it out. May as well... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I haven't I'm seen too many to like Kyber lining here. I, wow, <laughs> I haven't seen too many like interior shots of that hotel or anything either. I, I can't. I, it's like being in the camper. It's literally like bunk beds, like twin size bunk beds in the wall. Like you are on a real rebel base. Man. Like not what people who are paying five thousand dollars a night want to pay for. Every, Wait like, a minute, like a sleep coffin, but it's like painted like R two D two. No, yeah. it's painted like now the interior of like a ship instead. Yeah, like, it's painted like the bunks on the Millennium Falcon. Which is, I assume those look like the outside of R two D two because it's just generic. <laughs> no, yeah, just generic. Stuff. I mean, kind yeah. of, except it's usually like grayer. <laughs> Like, oh no! <laughs> do do you think they do like themed rooms? And do they like if you say you want an imperial themed room? Do they do like a background check on you to make sure you're not a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. They're like, they oh should. cool, you're oh, probably cool a money. Nazi. Give me your money. <laughs> yeah, we have a problem with that in this uh, society. Uh jeez. Um, the society that we live in. Yeah. Yeah. More game news. Gamescom uh, happened. Gamescom did happen, yeah. Uh, what Gamecom is? is it, was it a German event? Yeah, it, it's like the E3 of Europe. <laughs> it's, uh, ah. it's, it's always so been in, it's always been in, like, Germany or France and, like, EU countries. Uh, much more catered. EU countries? Yeah. Much more catered to the European audience. There's a lot of, like, kind of, like... 
they sell Maybe more FIFA than Madden. Yeah, you, <laughs> they also sell a lot of ad space to like game sponsors. And if you like sit and actually watch, like if you watched like the opening ceremony, like the opening show or anything like that, it's like a mm-hmm. lot of ads for these games. You're like, oh, this is a Euro jank game, and I mean that not in a derogatory way, but like in a way where it's like here's an ad for Farming Simulator 2022, which is, you know, like a thing that is very popular over there, but not so much here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just different, you know, different tastes for the market over there. Uh, and also the presentation is a little bit weird. Uh, and now Keeley is mostly involved with it, which... Yeah, didn't he used to be involved with E3 stuff, right, I thought? Or game trailers, maybe? Maybe, I don't know. He, he wasn't E3, because he always had... Key three, you know, his the Keeleys that were always around the same time, and then oh my god, uh, he it wasn't called Key three, it's just what everybody else Uh, called it. Yeah, do not worry, that was not his. I was gonna say, that's he's not the one making puns off his names, which is too he he can't can't call the award the Keeleys, even if the rest of us are. Yeah, (laughs) like uh, he would look like a massive jerk off if he did that, even though, like, I think he was just gonna be true. I think he was like affiliated with the VMAs, like the Spike Video Game Awards or whatever. That's right, yeah, yeah, with the Spike Video Game Awards, yeah. And, you know, now he does his own thing, and now Gamescom had him as, like, the host, and it's just. Just another. That's odd, actually. Yeah, it's just another thing that I have to see Jeff Keighley on. Jeff Keighley doing. (laughs) Like, I don't love. Dorito Pope. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he. It was fine. Uh. There wasn't... It was fine. It was fine. To me, there... it's not so much that he's a problem. It's just he is an example of like all the like, uh, like incestuousness of the games industry yeah. and like capitalism. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like that he's doing that. He just is a reminder that it's true. Yeah. Which, you know. And then like, I don't know. The opening ceremony was very long. It was like almost three hours long, which is a lot to That's ask. That's many hours long. Yeah. Um. And I don't know, like, I watched all of it, and I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to remember if there was literally anything notable from it, and I can't remember anything, which is, like, A, I did watch it on, like, Tuesday or whenever it happened, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever, but also it's kind of an indictment of, like, man, nothing, nothing like, stuck man, out to me. Like, man, that was so boring yeah. that I do not remember any of it. Like, other than Sonic. Like, there was a Sonic oh, Yeah, thing. I remember two... Th- yeah, they showed a new uh, PlayStation controller, a new DualSense controller. I could with, like replaceable buttons. They and showed it so quickly that I honestly thought they just showed a picture of a regular controller. I was like, "What was different? I don't, I don't know what was different." <laughs> you could take the sticks off and replace them with something, or the tips, and I think you can move some of the it's buttons literally, around. It's literally also, the version. Back buttons yeah, too. it's the it's the version of the the Elite controller that Microsoft does that I have here with the back yeah, triggers and like that you can pull off the stick and replace it with a different type of stick and like that kind of stuff like yeah it's Which, about time they do that <laughs> it is it's just the ad for it wasn't very good no like, it was it's... like two seconds <laughs> was... and yeah because the other the two seconds around that two seconds is just rotating around a dual sense controller yeah so like, it's like this is just a controller it changed and i was like what what changed about this like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I would say it wasn't the best uh advertisement for what they were trying to do that said it's not bad that they're making it no just, it was just funny. Um, but we got a new trailer for Sonic Frontiers. This one was called like, more of a story trailer. Um, and obviously it showed a little bit more like scenes from the game, like um, stuff like that. But we see the Amy's in the game, and she's like trapped in a crystal. So like, it's so weird that oh, Amy no. sometimes is a damsel in distress, and sometimes she's just there. And sometimes, like, well, she was captured, but she wasn't necessarily damseled because 
she just got captured as like I still don't know why Metal Sonic captures Amy in Sonic CD. I don't know. <laughs> like, other well, than just to be a dick to Sonic and he hard thinks to, he cares about her. It's hard to say that Amy is a damsel in distress when it's like also like Sonic was in jail in Sonic Adventure 2 and Amy breaks him <laughs> out there. Like it's it's like it's just a constant thing that like Sonic characters always be going to jail. Like <laughs> Yeah, they're always captured. Like because yeah, sometimes Amy is playable yeah. and is in the story. Sometimes she's not in the story, but you can play her. Like in Sonic Advance 1 and 2, Sonic Adventure, she's a main character. Then she gets put in jail, but she gets herself out of jail. Even though Sonic and Tails came to save her, they didn't... No, they didn't even know she was there. Right, they just were at the jail. <laughs> but then sometimes it's like, oh, sometimes she's... Ca- like, in Sonic Adventure, it's bookends, it rhymes, it's like poetry. Because she saves him from jail, and then Eggman's like, yo, I'm gonna shoot her in the face if you don't give me a Chaos Emerald. And then he doesn't do that. Um, but yeah, she's in a crystal, and apparently Big the Cat is also there. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, yo, it's gonna be a fishing mini game where Sonic's like, I'm gonna save the world. Let's go fishing. And I'm like, if you could fish a Sonic with Big... 10 yeah. out of 10 game of the year. <laughs> the like, only thing that I... Dude, <laughs> Sonic sucks, but you can go fishing. The only thing that I noticed about the, um, like, trailer was, uh, there was still a lot of, and I don't know if this was just the stream I was watching, there was, like, a lot of stuttering in, like, some of the moving, like, the fast-moving areas, the open-world stuff. Because, like, the levels that they showed look fine, but, like... Yeah, the... I, I think there's some weird stuff about, like, the movement in the, the streams that we see. But people are playing, like, it doesn't... People have played and say it doesn't do that. Okay. That's just the way it looks. There is some weird stuff about, like, when he's doing his attack in air, it looks like he's just standing there. Yeah. But that's not really a glitch. It's just like, oh, that was a bad animation decision. But, like, it's not glitchy. You just made a weird decision. No, we totally um, chose to have Sonic T pose in the air when he when he goes to do his jump dash. <laughs> well, you could tell he's... Yeah, because the way he holds his hands, you're like, that's not exactly a T pose, right. but it's basically a T. <laughs> like, Why do you think this was a good idea? People clowned on you so hard for all of the graphical mistakes in Sonic 06, so what you're going to do, you're going to have him T-pose? Like... <laughs> hey, it's not a glitch if we do it on purpose. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but then, you know, Sonic <laughs> fans are buck wild because they're pointing out like some of the levels we've seen. They're like, yo, these are exactly just levels from other games. Like, this level is Green Hill Zone, but it's just Windmill Isle from Sonic Unleashed, like the tutorial level. It's, they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, no, it's literally beat for beat the exact same path, and it's like... Well, that's not a mistake. Like, they did that on purpose. It's like, yeah, but to what end? Right. I don't know. I'll probably play it. I mean, I'm going to play it. As long as it's an acceptable, like, eh, that's a 5 out of 10, I'll be happy. Yeah. I'm not expecting a Sonic game. Yeah, I'm expecting a decent Sonic game. It it, It will be better than Frontiers. It is Frontiers. Right, it'll be better than the one before Frontiers. The the yeah. one forces forces. Yes, I was gonna say it started with an F. Uh, yes, it did. <laughs> Frontiers. Yeah, people are pointing out the box art's already better. Yeah, just like a bunch of characters. It's just like he's grinding on a rug. Like, oh, hey, art direction. Yeah, Sonic Forces so, cover is so busy and ugly. <laughs> like, yeah, Sonic was tortured in jail for a year. Uh, yeah, apparently that was not what it said in Japan. They just made that. I think you just captured for a year. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, Japanese uh, translation issues, people are trying to have been trying to impersonate Arc Systems Works to try to like because they were they will not let go of the fact that Bridget is a trans woman and they're doing their best to be like no no this can't be Bridget is the, <laughs> the nun crew. right no, this can't yeah be. here's the thing. 
people who are upset about that, it's li- she that character has literally been that way forever. Like, <laughs> well, I think I think the character used to like, go by he him stuff. Maybe then... maybe just because of like the way that it was portrayed in the manual or whatever, but like it has always been a you know quote unquote male character presenting as female like that's what it has oh, yeah, always yeah. been like yeah apparently the lore was that person presented as female but says no i'm a boy i just am looking like this for xyz lore reasons but a lot of people are like yeah this dude made this as like the quote unquote uh like the like the t-slur joke um and then they learned more about lgbt people and like oops that wasn't good for me to do that uh, so this person, uh, you know what, I'm gonna go the representation route rather than just full retcon route, and yes, and people are like, that can't be, it's like, guys, we already have non-binary testament, this is a queer game, boys, I'm so, sorry, I, 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 I'm sorry for y'all, we have a queer-ass game, if you wanna play as a dude, we got, <laughs> we got <laughs> soul bad guy right there. <laughs> also, like... So um, from the early 2000s, like at the, you know, genesis of like 4chan and like Chan culture and stuff like that, Bridget was constantly posted as like, you know, the header for threads about like, which was, which like very specifically, like, if you're going to sit here and be like, oh no, this person can't be trans because that's like, you know, that, that makes this game woke or, you know, like it's LGBT stuff. It's like, yeah. And when you were posting it as like, like in a thread, like that was also gay like i don't know what to tell you that was gay too like i don't like what <laughs> that's actually something that's weird about the internet is like oh man dude i love femboys you're like yeah but this person is not a femboy they they go by she her like well that's woke that's gay i'm like dog it's not gay that's a woman because it was gay before yeah when, it was, when this person said they were i don't know the internet's a complicated place and it just seems like people want to be bigots yeah, and that gets well, in the way of their like. Yeah, and I don't pe- know. People want to be bigots. They, be bigots they don't, like, so they don't want to. You know, a lot of like. I don't. I. I personally never understood the like, uh, the after culture like people who were really into that or whatever. Like, I. I don't get it. it but like, if that's I, if that's your way of coping with like certain feelings towards <laughs> things, like that's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I never understood what the whole. I, I think because I, I know there was a whole. Like when Boku no Pico was a thing, there was this whole thing of like, "Hey, dude, yeah. this is this is a hot girl, right? Actually, it's a dude Surprise, that makes you gay. It's a dude, you're gay." And like, they're like, "No, dude, I'll never be gay." It's like, yeah, it's also children too. But that Boku no Pico apparently was just gross. Yes, um, I just remember the memes of it. But yeah, people wanted to wanted to. These characters weren't trying to trick anybody, but the but the the quote unquote fans were trying to do it. So I guess, but but then people were like, "This character's so hot." I love him. Like, hey man, maybe you need to work out some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> As a certified bi, I, it doesn't really bounce off hey. me. I'm like, oh, this person is one gender, and I thought they were the other, the other uh, from the list of genders. I don't care. That doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Oh no. Oops. That's like it's. It's like when I don't know it. It's like it it hurt itself in its confusion kind of thing. Like like when people tell like Elliot Page, like you'll never be a real woman. It's like, he's like yeah, yeah thanks. God, yeah, <laughs> thanks. You've it's accurately... like, yeah, that's yeah. Like <laughs> the uh... that's because people don't know what words mean. Um... Just like the whole like the, the there was you know um, 
one of the the drawing trends on Twitter for a little while was the femboy hooters or whatever it was. Yeah. Yes. And it's like so people were like outcry against this or whatever. I'm like at, like on the same places where they were like super into like and it, it's one of those things where it's like mm-hmm. hey what's your actual problem with this and like have you examined it at all like I don't <laughs> I don't get I, it. it. It's yeah, it's real. Also, someone said femboy was a slur. Um, I don't think femboy is a slur when you're talking about feminine guys. Um, not if you're so. using it to refer to somebody who does not identify as feminine or as a boy. Specifically, yeah. it's not a boy that and would be offensive. Also, like that's I'm, like just misgendering somebody. Yeah. Because Link, if Link, if if Link said, "Hey, I'm a femboy," we'd be like, "Okay, yeah, that, like, yeah. that tracks." <laughs> Ganondorf <laughs> probably isn't, except for in Warriors, where he had that luscious mane. But he was just like. <laughs> I'm a feminine bear. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you would call that, but yeah, I mean, Ganon, Ganondorf obviously identifies as a furry, so because d- does transform into like a big pig thing multiple times. Often, often, often. often. Like, often. Wo- like Link was a wolf once. Ganon's like, bro, yeah. what if I turn into a beast again? Yeah. Hey, hey, Link! So it's like, like hey, pig time. Hey, now I'm a big spider guy. Like, we can't keep letting him get away with this. We can't let keep letting him get away with this. Uh, moving into some some other game news, a Splatfest happened. Uh, Splatoon, uh, Nintendo ran their like pre Splatoon three Splatfest, which is you know they call it the world premiere, and it's basically just their server test to make, let people know, <laughs> hey, we're advertising. Hey, we're just trying to let, see if our systems work. Hey, you know, it is what it is. And obviously the, the servers were, were funny. They didn't work. Um, so there's a, a little issue with it. Uh, after you play your first round, the little, like, announcer or some person like, so yeah, that's pretty much what battles are like, right? But hey, you may have noticed this. Uh, Moist Critical, Charlie, did a stream where he's like, hey, every time there's a kid's game, I gotta get it and try to dunk on all the kids playing. So his first game, he, he ran, like, three feet and says, this game has been canceled because someone disconnected, which is, you know, is the Splatoon experience. And then the guy's like, so this is pretty much what battles were like. He's like, yep, that's exa- that sure was. That's exactly what it yep. And I ran into a lot of just games not happening. Uh, but that's why you do a server test. Yeah. But also, Nintendo, you already made Splatoon 2 on the Switch. Get your internet together. <laughs> like You can't tell Nintendo... You get, know how this works. You can't tell Nintendo to get their internet together, because like we are lucky that they have acknowledged the existence of the internet. The existence of the internet. <laughs> like, it's like, this is one of their biggest games. Yeah. In Japan, too, Like their primary audience and market is like, yo, we love this game. They're like, we're still not going to let it work. The <laughs> fact that they have expanded the Nintendo eShop to be so all-encompassing and like actually get pretty much every release that comes to it is astounding like that when it launched they were Truly talking about they're they like oh we'll put a few things on the eShop or whatever like so the fact that nintendo is even letting the internet happen <laughs> acknowledging her existence well it's it, I, I say letting it happen because like have you guys ever really like taken a look at just all yeah. of the junk that comes out on the nintendo eShop? oh yeah you can't you yeah, you you look in there like, oh, this is cool, but I I can't stay here. There's like just I can't I can't stay. There's here. so much just shit. Like, and I'm not you know yeah. I don't want to sit here and say that it's you know shovelware. Like some of it obviously is, and I don't want to like sit here and say that somebody's work is not valuable. Like you know whatever. 
it, it probably all has no, a purpose. No, but there's a difference between someone, like, putting out, like, hey, I was passionate about this, and I literally just need a paycheck. I'm right. not going to slander you for doing it, but... There's a difference. There's a difference. There was heart in this project. This project was to make money, and I hope you make your money because we all deserve like, to yeah, eat. Like, yeah, I hope you got there. There's a difference between somebody putting out their, you know, RPG maker, like, homemade RPG... And that company that keeps putting out that same alarm clock app, but like changing <laughs> one thing about it so it goes back to the top of the list. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Nintendo extremely specific call out posts. If you you if you are a regular user of the eShop, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. The. Uh, and the reason, so like the reason I say that Nintendo lets the internet happen around them is because like they don't do, basically, any monitoring of that eShop like. The search function is usable, but, like, you can't browse by genre, you can't browse by, like, uh, game creator unless you find one of their games and then click on their, like, uh, profile or whatever. Like, it's it's a nightmare. You're going there to get something So it's you like the Goodreads search algorithm. Yes. Which is also notoriously horrible. But the funny thing is, this seems to only really be a US or like English eShop issue because I've gone over to the Japanese eShop multiple times and while it doesn't have any additional features there is not nearly as much just stuff there. Mess. Oh, I wonder I wonder if it has to do with honestly the uh the tighter cybersecurity yeah, like, or and like, like personal the GDPR or whatever. That's absolutely entirely possible. Or just, like, people wanting to put out their, you know, for lack of a better term, their shovelware in the place that's going to have the largest market share, which is going to be mm -hmm. English-speaking countries, uh, or primarily English-speaking countries. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't but, know how we got on that tangent, but <laughs> Nintendo... It's Splatoon. It's Nintendo's yeah. internet. It's Splatoon, it's fine. I played it. It's more Splatoon. Uh, it has the same problems that it always has. There's a little bit of weird hit registry. Um, there's people that have been diehard since the first one playing, and people like me that have jumped in and out of it, and children who are just playing it for the first time. So there's all three things in there. Uh, Splatoon's level design has always been a little bit sketchy, in my opinion, because um, it's hard to balance the full uniqueness of what that mechanic lets you do of being able to go up walls. So verticality should matter. But then it gets really weird because some of the levels are like, where am I supposed to be going? Like, how do I get this right angle? Uh, I want to use the motion control, but it's jump awkward to jump back into. And the it's a splat fest, so my shirts don't have stats on them. Like, <laughs> oh, it's like uh, the loadouts I always use are like, I want to be able to swim fast, reload fast, and use less ink. It's like, but I can only do two of those things, and not reliably because it's it's like ah, this isn't the ideal experience, but it's fun. And they've done a lot of quality of life things. Like the You Lost music is a lot less sh shit on you. <laughs> like it's less depressing. So you're you. like, oh, you're like, I lost. I'll, I'll, I'll play again. Rather than like, oh, shucks, man, you <laughs> lost. Look how sad oh, your characters are. Womp, womp, Which, like. I, I was having a discussion with my partner about things in games that can tilt you that people don't really think about. It sometimes can breed toxicity as well. Yeah, a match like loss Overwatch, screen, like, on its own can, yeah. huge. Like, well, in Overwatch, it just is defeat, and you're just toxic from something else, but the defeat screen is not really why you're pissed off. Right. But in Splatoon, you're like, I just let me click out of this, let me click out of this, yeah. I want to get out of here, I'm pissed off, I'm pissed off, let me leave. Whereas the victory music is like, yeah, and this one, they're a little bit closer, there's a little bit more match stats, you still, there's like... They're doing the thing of everybody gets like a little medal of something you did. Haha, <laughs> participation trophy joke. I get it. But it also is nice to like say, hey, you did the most inking. You did the most kills. 
hey, buddy, you actually were under the most fire. So I don't know if this is really a reward or more of just this is a fact. This is us acknowledging that maybe you didn't get a chance to actually do anything. It's acknowledging you might have had a hard time. Well, I got the one that says you were under the most fire or took the most damage, but I didn't have the most deaths. So I'm like... Oh, am I just good at leaving a bad situation, or or, or are yeah. people bad at shooting? Whatever, it's, it's cool to know. The um, my so it's the main game mode is still just the like turf war where it's you know like who who has fests, that's all you yeah. can do. Yeah, it's just turf war. So there's still no they like deathmatch like style thing. No, I don't think Splatoon has ever introduced any deathmatchy ones. They've introduced other competitive modes. Um... Like a tower control thing, you have to ride a tower yeah, to the other. I, I think like the Team Fortress thing, like a little football thing, the one where you have to take the Rainmaker, which is basically a cannon that slows you down. Yeah. So some good, comp- and the little splat zones, which is like two small turf wars you have to like take over to get points, um, which are all, I think, more fun modes than turf war, but turf wars, that's the whole point of the concept. Right, I right? get it. It's, um, it's just one of those things where like... Uh, if you are playing Splatoon with people who don't recognize that the point of Splatoon is to is a turf war, is a turf war, then like it is not you a could, fun game. <laughs> you could potentially not win. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thing because if you if a good balanced team will have a mixture of uh, area control and death matching, um, because if you have somebody who has like a sniper rifle. They're not going to necessarily get a lot of inking done. Right. But if they're picking off the other team and they just can't... It's like, hey, we don't have to get a lot. We just stop them from doing it. It's a valid strategy. Then you have your little area control guys. And then maybe somebody who's just like cleaning up and doing different things. There's different team strategies. Um, but no, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, I picked Team Scissors. Team Rock won. Um, they also had like the try. It's weird. Um, the try battle one. Oh, okay. I was gonna say it's weird that they had Team Rock and Team Scissors because objectively there is a team that wins <laughs> in that. Like... Well, no, Team Paper was also there. There was three teams okay. for the okay. new game. So there's, okay. there's so it was Rock, Paper, and Scissor. I picked Scissor. Okay. Paper, hey. I didn't pick, but Rock won. Um, yeah, objectively, yeah. If it was just, between two, <laughs> it was just those two. I was like, like. That's, that's like, not, uh, so. yeah. <laughs> who who wins water or fire? Probably not the fire. Um, no. So what they have is you know the two teams can go against each other. Like maybe you have a maybe a scissors. I go against paper this round or rock the next round. Sure. But at halfway through, the team that was in the lead would run into um, uh, pincer battles, whereas four people from the leading team and then in the middle and then on each side there was two from one team and two from the other team. So I think I think. Paper was in the lead at one point. I can't remember. But if, let's say Paper was in the lead. They would have to take on Rock from one side and Scissor from the other side in one fight. Um, and people were like, that felt really unfair. I'm like, yeah, man, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. How are you supposed to split? If you split your resources evenly, you can win. But that's assuming that you can do that. Right. There's no reason to assume you can do that. Um, which is not to say it was balanced in a fun way, but it's supposed to be uh-huh. unfair. Uh, so there, there was that. I didn't get a chance to play that. I went. Uh, I saw a friend. That, that evening um but yeah more splatoon always nice um, love to see these kids who are squids and sometimes kids and uh, sometimes manta rays and, oct- and sometimes octo things um what i was talking about with with tilt in games um things that might bother you all uh something that i wish they would fix maybe in overwatch mm-hmm. and i think they kind of are but other games do different things um when you press i need healing 
your character will say a line because they love character design. But if someone was toxic to you in voice chat, and then your their character is a toxic person, it could piss you off. Like, for instance, you have like... Say more? Explain? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, in the game, if I'm playing as Cassidy, and I press, I need healing, but, ah, somebody get me a doctor. Like, uh, okay, cool, he's a little cowboy, you know, and Genji says in his little cyber voice, I need healing. But Widowmaker would be like, ah, somebody heal me. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the character saying that. But if, like, your person was like, how come I'm the only one doing anything? And then their character says it, you just get more mad as right. a healer. You're like, why are you being a dickhead? And I don't think that's the intention, but it's one of those things that your character's personality, if it bleeds out and you're not different than it, it could do weird things that I don't think people count for. And that reminds me of, like, hey, maybe bad loser screen music or sad music, loser screen music can intensify tilt or how long do you have to wait to get back into some kind of game how long do you have to like see loading? somebody teabagging your corpse before yeah, right? you you know before you get to actually just go play a game again yeah yeah or at least let me get off of that screen yeah um and i understand there's respawn timers but like the difference between okay i finished one game and I'm trying to load the next one. How many screens do I have to just mash A through to get the play? Like, all that stuff can contribute to it. It's not actually the game itself. So, interesting concept for another day. Who loves game theory? Uh, last topic. I don't know if you saw this, Eric. Um, so, correct me if I'm wrong. It says that Denuvo's trying to make its way into Switch games. Yeah, I didn't... I, I what is that? Denuvo is a uh, DRM, so a, like, a copyright protection okay uh that is genuine like using a lot of pc games um in okay. fact i think it's the leading uh yeah, keeps, they keep putting it in sega games and people get pissed off yeah uh it's kind of like a it, it's basically just a bloat on like the your when you're running this when you run the software on your pc so it, like runs worse um mm-hmm. so like putting that on switch seems well, but it's already silly it's gonna make it cooked in my hands. Yeah. It also seems yeah. silly because, like, the people who want to hack a Switch and put, like, ROMs and stuff on there, as soon as you start putting Denuvo stuff on there, they're just gonna find a way to get it without Denuvo. Like, it's it doesn't... You don't have to get it directly from, like, the eShop or something when you are, uh-huh. like, you know... I don't know if it's gonna be on the carts, too, though. Yeah, and in which case, like, I don't know. It, it's a weird thing. Uh, I... I would need to read up on it a little bit more to see, like, what they are trying to propose to Nintendo is to be, like, this is why you need this, because I just don't uh-huh. see a use case for it. Like, I mean, remember that Bowser guy was, like, pirating tons of Switch games for emulation? Yeah. I think they're still pretty pissed off about that. <laughs> I guess. This weird edge case. You know, like, I guess that makes sense where if, if they're putting it on, thing on like, Switch games or whatever, but they're only doing it... Well, no, because they would want it to be in the cart form, too, because the way that you get those games onto a PC environment is either by, like, hooking the Switch that you are, you like, you are basically, like, slaving a system. I'm sorry, there's not, like, a better term for that, but that's no, it's, just, it, <laughs> it's just the way that's, it is. Yeah, the master-slave thing. Yeah. Like, we gotta find <laughs> better terms. Um, <laughs> but if you are basically just, like, slaving a Switch system to your PC and just accessing the, like file directories through it and then like taking whatever you've downloaded or whatever cart is inserted into the switch and just like loading it onto your pc or whatever and that's like how 
you make ROMs essentially. Uh, it's a lot more. Uh-huh. It's a little bit more involved. Much I'm more kind complicated. Of, I'm kind of simplifying it because it's. It, I'm. I'm more referring to it in a way that like you would also do it with like a Super Nintendo or like a Game sure. Boy thing. Like it just yeah. that's how you would do it. Um. So I, I guess like putting DRM on those downloads that you would have access to on the eShop or on the cartridge cartridges like that would su- in some way prevent you from creating a ROM of it like mm-hmm. that just seems it just seems like such like a rare case <laughs> like they can't possibly think like, they're com- losing that much to, yeah compared to what they're bringing in like yeah it, it's that's very strange i I don't know. Um, I, I don't see how it's worth it, and I don't even know if they've done the value proposition to prove that it's worth it, other no. than they just hate piracy so bad. And the article's like, yeah, this sounds like something Nintendo would do. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, you know, when you look at how other companies, um, like, deal with piracy issues, it it, depend- like it, it varies company to company. A lot of them just kind of ignore it for the most part mm-hmm. because like by acknowledging it just kind of gives it like a greater like a uh, scope of audience yeah um, but like cd project red for as much as i don't like some of their business decisions that they made around things like cyberpunk 2077 basically <laughs> you know when Oops. when <laughs> the, when the witcher 3 was like the hottest game and everyone was wanting to play it it was very quickly you know, hacked and created into a uh, an ISO or like you know you you could get a cracked version of it on PC or whatever. Their mm. response was basically saying like, eh, like it's gonna happen one way or the other, and like the hope is that you know the people who play this will enjoy it enough that at some point they buy it, and that yeah. generally is kind of what seems to happen. Like, there's not really a lot of like studies or theory, like you know anything like that that show that piracy actually hurts game sales. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they've shown that demos do more damage to games than piracy does, yeah. which is really strange. But well, because demos oof. are easily accessible, so like if Actually, you were yeah. if you were someone who was on the fence about something, but are presented with a demo and are able to test it out and see that you don't like it, versus uh-huh. if you are someone who was interested in a game but doesn't have the money at the time or like what doesn't want to spend the money, whatever your situation may be, that you pirate it, but then realize you like it enough that you want to either own it legitimately or play it on a different console that you can't pirate it on, you're going to eventually spend that money. Whereas somebody who's yeah. been turned off by a demo is lost forever. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I know what this game is and I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't... I, 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 yeah, I don't want to do it. It's like... <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that, like... I would have to be presented with some pretty, like, damning evidence to, like, actually come to the conclusion that uh piracy actively harms uh like game sales uh yeah well maybe yeah, maybe like, for I harry mean, potter this, <laughs> yeah it's just like yeah it's like you're saying like the idea that you're just putting extra work into the like people are gonna pirate it they're gonna yes. figure out a way to pirate it yeah. like you're spending extra money and like the I don't know, it just, it frustrates me from a, like, from the perspective of, like, I don't know. It's... Well, also from the perspective of a regular consumer who 
might not even know that it's going on, you might just suddenly notice that, like, things aren't running as well on your console as they used to. Or, like, certain games don't run as well because they have this DRM built in. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really depends on how they implement it. If it's something where it's, like, if it recognizes that it's on a Switch system somehow and then therefore doesn't, like, activate the DRM or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. then maybe that's fine. But then that also makes it real easy to get around that, to get that that rom anyways like yeah yeah i think yeah the way it works on computer just has to like run so much stuff like the anti-cheat software for valorant i remember when it came out people like yo right you gotta change this because this is like wrecking my computer i get you don't also no yeah that was anti-cheat because yeah you can't pirate i guess you could pirate a free game but that would be a weird thing to do uh (laughs) but yeah they're like we got to do something about this because i don't want cheaters either but this is bad um yeah. Well, so, I think Denuvo can also be used for anti-cheat stuff too. Like, yeah. I, it's, I don't know. As I said, I would have to see like what implementation they're talking about. But either way, it just seems like an unnecessary step for what the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, especially because like consoles have usually been considered such like closed environments that like even if there is piracy involved in them, like the console manufacturers don't worry so much because like that piracy usually isn't getting back to their consoles in any meaningful way. Like, if you Mm -hmm. pirate a Xbox game, you're not really getting it to then go play on the Xbox, for the most part. Most people are just going to download it on a PC that they have access to and play it there. Uh, Same thing with, like, a PS4 game, PS5, you know. I mean, honestly, I think the problem that's happening right here (laughs) is because Nintendo's so far behind. Um because from what I recall, every current-gen console is always notoriously hard to emulate. I think we could probably finish on this topic. Yeah. Like, if you try to emulate a PS5 right now, like, that's a pretty powerful thing. Your computer's going to be like, hey, buddy, we're going to need some crypto farm-level stuff to do that. But Nintendo Switch point, is, like, a gen back. I was going to say, and at that point, if you're trying to emulate a PS5, you might as well have just built a decent PC. And if you are really that dedicated to not paying money to play a uh-huh. game you are just going to download the PC version of it because everything... Like, there are very, very few, like, platform-limited games at this point. Like Especially on PlayStation. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand if you're pirating it just because you don't have that system and you didn't want to buy a PlayStation 5, like, I'm an Xbox guy or something. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. I'm not condoning it. I guess that's just the edge case. But even then, if you're buying that badass of a PC... You probably have an- enough other games you could play. Yeah, like- and, and, like, the thing that's, like, baffling to me, too, is that, like, most piracy, like, if you're talking about, like, in, like, console game, the console game sphere, is really, like, generations old. People aren't really, like, there are people who try to pirate Switch games, so that's just because it is an easier system to emulate. Uh, that's what I'm saying, like, yeah, if the system wasn't so yeah. basically archaic, no one would be, do- no one... They wouldn't have to worry about this, but yeah. I think most computers, like most computers that can run current gen games, can run Switch emulation. Yes, and, and it, that also has to do with like it being a handheld as well. Like handheld That's emulation true. has always been more popular as well because like there are people who don't want to own a handheld console or just you know like whatever like maybe eye strain or something. Or... Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's weird that that's it's. A I think weird... honestly, people just want to like people just want to hack Breath of the Wild to have Kermit the Frog. Yeah, in it. like <laughs> that's pretty much the reason why people are doing this. God. I bet you it's not even for pure piracy. I bet you it's just to be dickheads. I mean, like as somebody who like you know, I I don't like go and read a shit ton of like, um, like 
piracy or like, you know, emulation or ROM forums or anything like that. But like from the vast majority of like the emulation culture I see, it, it, it's older consoles. They are interested in like emulating. Archival almost. Yeah, like archival. Um, you know, like the biggest thing in emulation right now, I mean, it's hard to say the biggest thing, but it's the, there's like a uh, build your own um, PC deck called the, the Mister, the MSTR. Which is uh-huh. which the mystery <laughs> size technology? Or... <laughs> it's uh, I did it. Which like, it's a dedicated emulation machine, but like the it's all open source development. So people are developing like uh, emulators for it that are trying to be as accurate to the originals as possible. Um, uh-huh. Because like that's the thing with emulation is you always kind of lose a little bit of like however that original console processed things, whether it's like you know frame rates or mm-hmm. like you know, screen stretch, like that kind of stuff. So the Mr. is meant to like specifically emulate the way that those consoles ran at the time. Um, Actually, that's so funny because I was just listening to a podcast about de-extinction and it's like very similar. It's like you can unextinct something, but it's never going to be exactly the same thing that was... And, like, that's what this like, this project is essentially doing. Like, it's never going to be exact, but they are trying to get it as, like, close as possible. And, like, they... But but there's not, not interest in that community and being like, well, we gotta emulate a Switch as accurately as possible. Because if somebody said that, they'd be like, just go buy a Switch. Go buy a Switch, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that reminds me when I was younger, uh, my dad had, like, these arcade games. I don't know if it was, like, piracy or someone just rebuilt them. Um, when I was like five and then I found the floppy disks <laughs> like 10 years later, I'm like, Ooh, I can play centipede. Let me pop this into the, into my computer. And it was so fast. I couldn't play yep. it. And I'm like, Oh, cause that thing was <laughs> locked by performance and this is running it way better. Yep. This is unplayable. Like it's not locked to a frame rate or anything. And I think that's why a lot of games would, I think that's actually, that's how space invaders work. They realized oh, the more shit on the screen, the slower it'll move. So the fact that things get faster in Space Invaders is not because it's programmed to go faster. It's just, it's just because the- there's less things to render, and that's just the way yeah. the game worked. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah. The- um, I'd love to keep talking about this, but we should probably wrap it up. It's like the 90-minute mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost. Um, yeah, listeners, you did it. You, you heard some cool stuff, a lot of concepts. Yeah, let us uh, know if you want like an entire episode just about you know emulation <laughs> and uh, the weird <laughs> shit that happens when you do it wrong. <laughs> yes, we um, love to talk about that and other things. We do. Um, in the meantime, though, if you want to find out more about the things we talk about when you're not on the podcast, yeah, Steph, could you hit the people with the social media biz? Yeah, so uh, you can find out what we're talking about outside of the pod um on social media we are on twitter at character rev we are on instagram and facebook at character reveal and we are in your browser as character reveal.simplecast.com and you can also let's see you can also find each of us individually um at uh Eric's at Tindy Losey, Dom's at Brother Dom, anywhere they want to be found. And then there's me, I'm Captain Steph on Twitter, The Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hello Steph on Instagram. And um, then you can also, let's see, you can support us. That's a thing you could do. Um, and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash character reveal. Um, or you could leave a rating and a review on the podcast catcher of your choice. 
Um, or you could send us an email and tell us you think we're pretty cool. Uh, that's characterreveal at gmail.com. And, you know, if you want to do that, but you're like, what's in it for me? Uh, you can buy coffee. You can buy coffee. We have a sponsor, Grinding Coffee Company. You, you've, you've heard of them before, but let's hear it again. They make coffee for gamers, streamers, and all kinds of stuff like that. Really delicious flavors, lots of different stuff. It's fall almost, so they got the fall stuff coming out. Uh, really good coffee. Uh, do you like grounds? Do you like beans? Do you like K-Cups? They've got you covered. However you want to get your caffeine injected in, uh, they have a way for you to make it. Uh, it's just delicious. We could speak for it. I, I, I don't really know what to say. It's just delicious. It's coffee, uh, so it's not a lie. So that's a good it's first tasty. step. Um, yeah, you should really give them a you should give them a check check out. Uh, so if you want to get a little bit of a deal, you know we got a little bit for you. Uh, if you put in, uh, if you follow our link or search them up and use offer code character reveal two R's in the middle, uh, all one word character reveal, you get ten percent off your next order. That helps you. That helps them. That helps us. It's a win win win. Uh, no no one really loses in that situation. Grinding Coffee Company offer code character reveal. It's a uh, tasty stuff. Um, yeah. but wow, yeah, that's another episode of the podcast. We did it. Uh, I don't got any jokes. Uh, thanks so much for listening to another episode. <laughs> Not hopefully, jokes. um, no, oops, no jokes. We won't see you next week. I don't think. No, because um, we'll be too busy not. looking at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, I, but not recording. Also, yeah, we're uh going to take a little vacation. Uh, rest up if you need it. Take care of yourselves. Uh, but until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye.